popping? How you feeling? I feel great. I feel like I ain't seen you in forever. Girl, right? Forever, ever? Ever, ever? When was the last time I saw you? I don't know. No, like, really. When was Better you miss me? Nah. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. Yes, Set hey, me up to fail. I brought you a cup. You did, and I'm appreciative. You know what else I'm really excited about? I'm excited to see you, even though you're not excited to see me. <laughs> I did not say um, But I'm excited because my best friend, Brene, is coming in town. Hey, shout and out I'm to Brene. And I'm about to get on her nerves. <laughs> and it's so funny how we became friends. How did y'all become friends? First of all, Brene is the GOAT. And I know she's listening because she's an awesome friend and she supports everything that we do. Yes. We could be selling toenail polish and Brene would be out <laughs> she there. She would have like, it on her toes. She would like, y'all look. <laughs> no, she really would. But Brene is awesome. And the funny thing is, you know Brene. Brene is the total opposite of me. We are opposites in yeah. every way. Yes. <laughs> but she is so cool. So and so my senior in high school, college. Um, so me and Brene knew of each other through a mutual friend that we're no longer friends with. And I had this roommate that was not very ladylike. Um, You're being so nice today. I mean, I just don't like to call people out their names on my host, podcast. Host? Maybe in private. But <laughs> host in different areas, host? Anyway, um, she just was not very ladylike, and we just didn't get along. And so, long story short, she left me. So, the way it works is we lived on an on-campus apartment. But the on-campus apartment had to be in one of your names, and it was in my name. So, about two months before... Um, our lease was up. She decided that she was going to go ahead and move out. And she had already got an appointment. And she actually just sent me a text message. Mm-mm. And so I was super upset. But we just weren't getting along. I remember one night she got mad at me because I used my pots and pans to cook. Excuse me? Pretty much everything that <laughs> was in that apartment was mine. The furniture, the pots, the pans. So how's she going to get mad because you use what you bought for your she was food? trying to cook for somebody. You know Come what? Over. Like, I got stories for days that are not very ladylike about her, but I'm going to sip this tea. We don't talk about hoes on this show. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so she left me with the bill. And so I still had two months to cover. And so I was talking to my parents about it, and my parents had just knew that, you know, we weren't getting along and different things like that. And my parents were like, hey, can you cover your rent for the next two months, and we'll cover her rent? And they were just like, you know, when the lease is up, if you don't find a roommate, then you're going to have to move in with your cousin. And my cousin and her husband at the time, they had, like, a two-story house. Um, I stayed with them during the summer before I moved in. I didn't have no rules. I didn't pay no bills. <laughs> and they actually loved when I stayed with them because your girl would have dinner done when they got home. So, um, funny thing is the day that I was going to break my lease, so my parents covered her side of the lease for two months, and I covered my side. The day that I was going to break my lease, our mutual friend at the time called me and said, Hey, Brene is looking for a roommate. And I was like, am I, and I just liked staying by myself. I liked having an apartment. You know, you just like having freedom. Yes, I mean, eight. my cousin didn't care if I had a friend over, but you know, you're a little risque in college, you know, living mm. your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> I don't know that life. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway. What um, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had known of Brene and she was cool, whatever. And so I was like, in my head, I was like, it literally, because I've had some horrible roommates in college. My freshman year, I had a horrible one, and then I had her. And then I was just like, it can't be any worse. So I called her. She gave me a number, and I called her and was like, we were just kind of talking. I was like, we're going to do it. Come to find out, we came to be the best of friends. Yeah. And if you saw me, you saw Brene. And 
She's a really good friend, a really good person. Brene gonna be with the shit, so I'm gonna let you know right now. That's why we get along. Like, let me tell you some another story. Let me tell you something about Brene and Erica. <laughs> no, let me tell you oh, something Lord. about my friends in general. They don't be with the shit. <laughs> like, at all. But Brene and Erica, they really don't be with the shit. Like, they... Like, if somebody upsets me or makes me mad, like, they be ready to set this bitch off. I be like, y'all, it's okay. <laughs> I remember, like, when we had took that trip last year, but I was like, I didn't say nothing because you didn't say nothing, but if you had said something, I was coming right behind you to set this bitch First off. First of all, it was a mistake that me and Brene roomed together because we was back there plotting, like, okay, if anything go down, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is what's So going I on. get in the car on the way home, and I done found out all these plans that they didn't plot it, and I'm in there just sleep, not worried about it. I was like... But out of respect for you, my friend, you didn't speak, so we weren't going to speak, but me and Brene was like, yeah, Shelby would have even uttered just a t- <laughs> We was out of there. <laughs> it was going down. <laughs> you got to have some friends in your you life do. like that. Like, I will say, like, by the grace of God, I have been blessed, and I am blessed to have amazing friends. <laughs> like, I have amazing friends. Like, if, I'm not the type of person to ask for stuff, but if I call my friends or if I text them if I need something, they always come through. Fact. We need you some riders like that. Rider dog. And Erica's okay, too. You know what? I'm mom. <laughs> so I'm just joking. She's totally joking. <laughs> okay, so let's get into <laughs> our dating and relationships. So you just told us how you met your one of your best friends, right? Yeah. Well, how do you meet a guy? Oh. Okay, so the question is, and this is a serious question. Uh-oh. Where did single people our age meet? I don't know, because I haven't met anybody. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Singlepeoplemeet.com. Like, where do, I don't know. Okay, I think there are a variety of places that you can meet people, but I think there are two things that you have to do. I think, A, you have to be open to receiving to true. meet someone like Erica, like listen, I'm really people really think I be out here wild and get my life, which I do sometimes. <laughs> but for the most part, I really am a homebody. You can catch me at my house, on my couch, watching TV, Snapchat, Erica and my friends. <laughs> you have to be open to receiving to meeting somebody, and B, you have to go out to meet people. Yeah, like Erica tells me all the time, he ain't gonna break in your house. So I'm like, if you do, <laughs> I'm going out the balcony. But I think you have to do those things, and I think you have to be open to different ways of dating. Like I have a friend. That she does online dating and it's been working for her. Yeah, I think that you. I think a lot of times you don't meet nobody because you don't put yourself out there to meet somebody. That's and true. that could be online dating. That could be DMs. Mm-hmm. That could be singles events. That could be going to. I think that could be going to places and events. People our age. I think our thing is like we either hang out with each other, yeah, or other friends, or we go to networking events. And I think yeah. sometimes when you're just going to networking events. You're worried about networking. You're yeah. not worried about homeboy in the corner that's fine. <laughs> like, you have to go to stuff. Like, one of my yeah. goals, not even to meet somebody, but one of my goals this summer and this spring is just to get out and do fun stuff. Yeah. And I think when you're going, you're doing fun stuff that you love to do, mm-hmm. I think you'll attract to meet the right person. But I think our problem is we don't go out to do stuff. To meet somebody. To meet somebody. Like, we don't go out to meet people, but I'm saying we don't put ourselves in a position to meet anybody. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, for example, today, which we actually can't go to it, but I saw this event that was happening at the House of Blues, but it's during some, a day that we actually have to be somewhere and do something. Oh, okay. But it's called R&B, and it's really just like this DJ that travels around the I U.S. Saw that. And they just play R&B music at the House of Blues. Like, I that's something to go to that, actually. That's something that I enjoy doing and that I would want to go with, yeah. like, some friends. And if I happen to meet somebody there, cool. But 
there's other stuff that I would want to do that I haven't done before. Oh, you know, trap karaoke's coming. I know that looks like. Oh yes, I you know I love a good trap song. Um, <laughs> that or just different stuff. Like I went on a wine walk before. Yeah. Which I think another one is coming up, and it's basically where in Deep Ellum. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw that. Where it's really cool because you can um you pay like ten thirteen dollars and you go to like nine or ten different shops within Deep Ellum for you the. For, for people that don't know, Deep Elm is a really cool artsy music cool. type of place with bars mm-hmm. and restaurants and just really cool art, graffiti and stuff all over. Like, it's awesome. So, they have different places like art galleries. Yeah. That's dope. Like, I would love to do that. Or I've done trap and paint one time. That was fun. Like, just different stuff besides yeah. the club. Like, anybody can pull in a dude at the club. Like I really don't like Me either because, first of all, everybody's a little intoxicated and... I don't know how many, how many times you yeah. had your number out. Exactly. I mean, well. But it'd be well. cool to meet somebody somewhere where you're actually interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Now, I do have friends that have, like, kickbacks and yeah. barbecues and stuff like that. Go and meet somebody. But half the time, be like, I already know your friends. I don't want none of them. But <laughs> besides that, it's like maybe just going places of interest that that interest you, like, more. Because we yeah. really, I mean, we do go to, like, R&B stuff. Or music concerts, or yeah. like we're going to a play, but all that stuff is kind of like you already booed up if you're going like That's that true. type of place. Not yeah. really like a place where people can just yeah mix and mingle. Yeah, so that could be a goal for the summer. We'll see. We'll see how we feeling. We'll see where our next dating relationship topic is. <laughs> but no, I agree. I think one time I feel like a lot of people, like some people in my family, are like really concerned if the girl hasn't met anybody. I'm not really that concerned yet. Why are they concerned? Girl, you still 26. Like, I'm out here living my life. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because I think so many times, I think so many times people put so much pressure on women to get married and have a man, which is whatever. But my thing is, like, I don't find my value in a man. I find my value in myself. I feel like having a man is a plus. It should be. Yeah. I feel like he's a plus. Not a minus. <laughs> you got it. You know what I mean? So I feel like putting my value in a man isn't who I am you know what I mean because at the end of the day like I have to be a whole happy individual by myself yes and he has to be a whole happy individual by himself so we can be two individuals yes that are living a better life you know what I mean so for me I really haven't been necessarily focused on finding Mr. Right making this person Mr. Right and different things like that I've been like more intent on living my life and then my thing is I just feel like if I'm being the best version of myself, then I'm going to attract the best version for me. Yes. You know what I mean? But I think that does go to say that I have to put myself out there to meet people. Like, yeah. I have to go. Like, if I want to meet somebody, I'm not saying go just to find somebody. I'm just saying put yourself in a situation to meet somebody. And, I feel, like, obviously when you do that, you're going to be you're gonna get people you don't want to talk to. Yeah. You're going to get people that approach you wrong. But you might get somebody. And I think you have to find what works for you, whether that's online dating, yes. whether that's events or singles or different things like that. Or, you know, maybe being open to, you know, somebody sliding mm-hmm. in the DMs. I just feel like that's really good advice. But also, when you do go to these places and you meet people, like you just said, if you meet somebody that you're just not even attracted to, still have a conversation. Don't be so rude like, oh, girl, uh-uh. Like, get some practicing because, like, I'm really awkward if you come. Like, it don't matter if you fine and you nice. I'm awkward. But he don't, but like, even if it's this guy that's just not cute, 
You don't know who he knows. If you become real cool with him, you exchange numbers, he end up inviting you to his cookout or whatever, and you go and you meet somebody else. You just don't know who that person knows. And so, because I know some people close to me that will just turn you down from just the shoes you got on. And it's just like, you cannot, like, do that to people. At least be open. I'm not saying just say yes to everybody and give your number to everybody and be open. Like, no, that is not what I'm saying because I'm not that kind of person (laughs) at all. But I'm just saying, like, you have to just at least be open to having a conversation with different types of people because everybody has a type. Yep. But you never know. You could be so just into or vibe with the person that you never thought would be your type. Yeah. So just take my advice, please. (laughs) I think it's true. So I guess Erica and I are going to be open to putting ourselves out there. Is that what I'm getting? Is is that is that a fair statement? I'm open to going somewhere I like to go. Okay. We'll keep it at that. Okay. We'll <laughs> go with that for now. Update coming next podcast. <laughs> what we find. First of all, I just want to let y'all know me and Eric got a couple things like essences coming up. Yes. We finna be in Miami. Yes. We about to be in Atlanta Memorial Day weekend. And first of all, if y'all thought we weren't going looking like some snacks and some meals. Snacks. You got us fucked up. A whole <laughs> snack pack. Um, Listen. But yeah, I'm telling y'all, summer 2019 is about to be lit. I'm about to be out here looking like a snack. Do you remember that one time? Okay, quick story. We went <laughs> to... The Pinky Promise Conference. You guys. <laughs> so, the Pinky Promise Conference is really awesome. Just like inspirational Christian conference. And it's all women. Well, we thought it was all women. So, it was me, Shelby, and one of her friends. And we went into the hotel. We actually got dropped off at our Uber. But the Uber got lost and dropped us off at the back of the hotel on the bottom floor. We were supposed to be in the lobby, which was like the second floor. So... All of a sudden, we walk into, well, we're walking around the building because we couldn't figure out how to get in there from the back, and this really nice-looking dude comes and opens the door. I don't remember what he looked like. Bruh, do you know if you're paying attention? This is why I'm trying to tell you. He was really nice-looking. He opened the door. Well, come to find out, there was a whole men's conference going on. But the funny thing is he had to be looking out the window because that's the yes. only way he would have saw us yes. wondering. Because if you were at a men's conference the, the same amount of time we were at the women's conference, obviously you're going to be looking for some snacks. And, obviously, we got out that Uber looking like snacks. So, anyway, it was funny because Shelby just went right up the elevator. Like, there was no... In my defense... She wasn't even paying attention, y'all. Like, I at was all. So, first of all, I had fell asleep, slobbing in the lift, in the Uber, whatever. We'll just knock the fuck out. They woke me up talking about it's time to get out. So, I was still sleepy. Y'all, why do we get up to our room and Erica go off on me? I went off. I went in. Erica talking about, you always here. You can't meet nobody. Jesus then dropped you in the man cave. And your ass don't care. <laughs> Erica went off. I was I woke up. I was like, what? Yes, I was like, you think he going to come up to room 318 and come get you? I was like, God literally dropped us off in the man cave. The conference was actually called Man Cave. And he literally <laughs> dropped us off right there. And Shelby went right up the escalators. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm just going to bed. Put so my, my, future on. Man, my future man can know I ain't going to cheat because I don't be concerned. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you how I missed my blessings today. <laughs> I was telling Erica this earlier. So today at work, um, they had wanted me to do like an on-site, like, chocolate is fun and different things like that but your girl was not prepared i was not on a scale of one to ten i was really basic i just <laughs> slicked my edges back and my supervisor tried to come up to me an hour before the before the console and i was looking at her like it's a no for me dog 
So my friend at work did it. So he started describing the person that he spoke with or whatever. And he was just like, yeah, he was cool. You know, he was really young. Um, and he just got into description of like what he does and how he was cool. He was like, he's six foot. He was like, he's six. He was like really tall. He's six foot three. My petty ass. I waited till he called. I'm talking about, hey, was he black? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, what? I was like, because I didn't miss my blessing. That's why. <laughs> he fell out laughing at me. So I really am oblivious to things. I mean, so am I. I'm never, I'm always caught off guard. Like, always. Because Erica, I feel like Erica always goes places, and I tell Erica all the time. Like, one, like, thing that I tell myself now is I used to go to work looking any type of way because I'm not impressed by anybody there, um, and I don't want you to talk to me anyway. <laughs> but I I don't. Like, we know I would never. They going to talk to you regardless if your ages look back or not. Yeah, because people have, and I'm like, sir, I'm not <laughs> even at care. my pool potential. <laughs> they don't care. But... One of my goals was, you know, to go to work looking decent. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, go looking like a 6 something. Like, look decent. Yes. Match. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Erica will go to work looking like a 2 and then text me and be like, Shelby, I was in Walgreens and I went down this No, aisle. first of all, <laughs> no, this actually really did happen. But I, well, on a scale of 1 to find, like, me and Shelby, we can really get fine. But Listen. when I'm at work, like, I just, I'm real conservative. I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail. My edges was laid. My eyebrows was drawn on. So, <laughs> I mean, I was decent. But anyways, so I go into Walgreens, and I'm literally on a mission because I got a tight schedule. I'm just trying to get in and get out. So I walk down this hall, and or the aisle, and it's a group of dudes, and they just literally stopped talking as I went down the I hate aisle. when guys do that. He acting <laughs> so, normal. <laughs> So like, I, like if you stop talking when I come down, I know you're talking about me or looking at yes. me. I'm going to turn around. And it was like four or five of them. And I, and, I mean, I was just, it threw me off because I was like, y'all literally just stopped Were talking. any of them kids first? The one that I saw was, but I busted a U-turn so quick, I didn't really get to see the rest of them. Did you I look thick at Did I look thick? Yes. I don't even know what I had on. I don't think I had my thickened jeans on. But <laughs> I just busted a U-turn and went down the other way. Because I was just like, this is so awkward. I was not expecting it. I was literally just trying to get a birthday card. I was not in there for no romance or anything. I was just. you going to miss your blessing doing first that. First of all, <laughs> well, I'm going to have to miss it, Kim. <laughs> that was a no for me. It was just so awkward. I just, But I guess that's it. Where do single people meet? I mean, Walgreens? And I, I think a lot of people meet in unconventional places. Like, I yes. know people that have met at the club. I know people that have met in the store. I know people that have met on online dating, sliding in DMs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you got to let go of this notion or this pre-prima notion or whatever however you say it, is that you're going to meet a person in a, in a certain type of way. Yeah. I think you're going to, I think you'll meet somebody randomly at the most random place. Like, you can meet your future dude at Walgreens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can meet him. Anywhere. I just want to say, like, guys, if you in a group, don't be awkward. Yeah, that was so awkward, y'all. Like, don't, like, keep talking. Like, yes. I would rather you have a comp. Like, maybe I would have went down the alley and you could have said, hey, but now yes. since you awkward, I'm turning that ass they around. They act like they never seen a black girl. I hate when, oh my <laughs> God. And then I was like, I know I'm at about a three right now, but, like, what I, I hate when men act like they ain't never seen a black girl. That's how or they, they ain't never it. seen a female, and they ain't never seen nobody cute in their life. Mm-hmm. Sir. Yes. Don't get me wrong, I like my man to be my man to be a certain kind of thirsty, but I don't like him to be After you my man then you yeah, can be thirsty. You can be but thirsty. don't be thirsty like that. <laughs> exactly what you just said. Like listen, I want guys to stop being awkward. Yes. Like don't come up to me saying weird, awkward shit. Yes. Don't make up no names for me. Mm-mm. Don't walk up and touch me either. 
Oh, no. I Please. don't like nobody touching me. That's a hell no for me. I'm not talking to you. Don't grab that. my hand. Don't say, excuse me, miss. I don't even like that. I hate when you walk in, especially when you walk in and guys try to act like they bumped into you, but they really try to grab you on your waist. Oh, right. my gosh. Give uh, me 50 feet, please. Why are you so touchy-feely? You're too friendly for me. I don't <laughs> need my nigga to be that friendly. I need you to be mean as fuck, actually. So this should be interesting when we um explore Dallas. Listen, I'm, okay, listen, because people always say females are simple. I feel like niggas can be really weird, too. Yeah. And they can be really awkward, too. They can. I just don't, I don't like the ones either that just stand in the corner and look at you. Oh, my God. Are you going to say something? I would rather you say hi. Or they'll they'll look at you and look like, nigga, say hey. One time this guy was staring at me and I just waved. I was like, hey, my nigga, like. There's this guy that my uncle, he wanted me to be with him so bad. But I said, first of all, he don't talk. Every time I see him, he just stares at me, and he was and he was just convincing me of all that because he um, worked under him. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, you know, he's this, this, and that. I said, why he don't talk? I was like, I can get to know him if he doesn't hold a conversation. You, you right. <laughs> like, I don't care how good you think he is. I feel like at the end of the day, like if you want a man to be a man, like the like it's okay if you don't talk a lot, but I need you to muster up some guts to come and have a conversation with me. Yeah, show some interest because I don't need no punk ass bitch. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you want to punk for a man? Uh, no. Like if he can't, like if a dude, I just feel like at the end of the day, if a guy can't even come up to you and say the bare necessities, <laughs> the like, bare necessities. Why would I give you my time if you if you can't even say hey? Like how? I don't know, girl. I don't like that either. But that's just hey. That's I say just name. approach me in a normal way. Is how that about so start hard? by saying hi? Hi, my name I'm is Joe. Nice to meet you. What's you your look, name? You, look you know nice. I'm petty because sometimes if it depends on where I am. If I'm like at somewhere where everyone's having a few drinks or something, then I introduce my name. Then maybe like two or three minutes later, I'd be like, what's my name again? <laughs> and if they don't say it, I'm like, you're done. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start done. doing that. Yeah, they, they ten to- nine times out of ten, they, they're going to be like, uh, unless they're really listening. Because, you know, when you just meet people in general, I forget nine times out of ten, you forget their name. So if you're really interested, like you're gonna remember what I said to you. So I'm gonna start doing it, girl. Okay, I'm probably gonna have a story for days. Yes. But anyway, let's move on to the journey. So this is where we discuss something that we learned about um, our journey on building our brand, all things melanin. Yeah. So one thing we've learned <laughs> is to continuously put ourselves or our brand out there. Because the right people will connect with you and support you yep. and mentor you. So, do you agree, Shelby? I definitely agree. I think that it's scary to put yourself out there because you don't yeah. know how people are going to perceive you or what they're going to take for you. But one thing that I've learned on this journey is that whoever's going to rock with you going to rock with you. Yes. And whoever's going to support you is going to support you. Yes. Um, I'll give you an example. So, one of the per- people that we were able to connect with early on when we started our brand was Amanda um, Smith from Dallas Girl Gang. Yes. We had never met her. We didn't know about her, but um, we met her through a mutual friend. And, you know, before we went to meet her, we were kind of nervous, like, you know, why does she want to talk to us? Or is she nice? Or what is this? And all this stuff, just all these preconceptions and different things like that. 
come to find out, if you don't know Amanda Smith from Dallas Girl Gang, you should get to know her. She is amazing. She is genuine. She is just one of those rare souls yes. that just loves inspiring and helping women and will do anything she can. Shout out to Amanda. To hey, girl. You. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but we never would have met her if we hadn't put ourselves out there, yeah. if we hadn't put our brand out there, and we hadn't put, like, a representation of ourselves out there. Yes. Um, and also in putting ourselves out there, we've been able to connect with amazing people that have slid in our comments, slid in our DMs, and said, hey, let's connect. Hey, let's meet up. Yes. Hey, let's see how we can work together and different things like that. And even if we can't work together, just knowing somebody, you know, to put you on. You never know who knows who, and you never know who you can help yes. or who may need your help. So I think the beauty of putting yourself out there is, yeah, you'll get told no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's not going to like you or rock with you. Yeah. But your tribe is always going to find you. Yes. What's really cool is one thing that um, we are doing is kind of opening up our platform to display more of women's stories about their journey of go-getting and all that. So one thing that um, Shelby did was uh, there was like some random post from somebody that we follow in our community. So she was basically like drop, you know, what your brand is and what you do and what you're looking for. So Shelby had commented for us and Basically, she was just like, we're looking for um, people to interview about our Go-Getter series. And we were like, mm, maybe get a couple little responses. Man, Listen. it was overwhelming <laughs> on how many responses that we got and how many emails. Yeah, we want to connect with you. We want to do this. We want to do that. And that was so awesome because it's like you never know what kind of idea you have. You may love your idea and maybe be kind of skeptical of if other people understand it or get it. But people will get it. People will con- want to connect with you and want to support you. Because we're offering, like, a platform that we don't see every day. That's true. So, unless you're, like, one of the big names, but, you know. Yeah. So, I think that's really cool. It's just you never know who is watching or who is wanting what you have to offer. Yeah. And who is willing to connect you. And you don't know who is in those people of connections that could really be, like, a lifelong um, relationship. Yeah. With your brand. Yeah. Just keep that in mind, you guys. Put yourself out there. Put your brand out there and don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. And pray for discernment when you're putting it out Lord, there. Lord, yes. Because there will be some people that, you know, just try to throw out the waters. But one thing that we've been very intentional about is praying for a team, but praying to connect with people that are like-minded, that are genuine, that are God-fearing people. Yeah. And, for instance, like we have, like, um, a meeting or a brunch set up with someone that we met just through the social media platform and different things like that. You know, just to talk, just to connect, just to see how we can help one another. Yeah. So definitely, like, I know it's scary, but just do it. Like, think about it like this. The worst somebody could do is say is no. Mm-hmm. And out of those no's, you will hear a yes from somebody, and it'll be the right yes for you. Yeah. So take that advice, and you'll thank us later. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. But um, speaking of advice, we're going to move on to the mentor moment where um, – we have a question, and we give our advice on it. So, the question is, Shelby, are you ready? I was ready. <laughs> what does it take for you to be truly happy, even if your circumstances could be better or you don't have what you want in life? Um, for me, I've had to learn how to be con- how to be happy with what I have. I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in things that we don't have when what we have now is what we prayed for back then. Amen. So one thing that I've done is I got this journal from my friend Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. 
and it's 150 days of gratitude. So every morning when I wake up, I have to write three, th- three things down that I'm grateful for. I have to write my intention for the day, and I have to say what I'm going to do, and I got to date it. And it has been a really, really helpful in me finding my happy. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I have had to learn that the only person, that the only thing or power that I can put my happy, happiness in is God. I can't make that contingent upon you, my parents, a man, my job, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn to be happy. I've had to learn how to be content in where God has me now and how to thank him for what he's given me now and praise him in advance for what he's going to do. And it and sometimes it's something simple as saying, like, I feel like sometimes we forget how blessed we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't, yeah, I don't have the job that I want yet, but I have a job to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have the perfect mate that I have, but I don't have nobody abusing me and treating me wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. money to pay my bills. I can travel when I want to. By the grace of God, I can support myself by myself and not depend on anybody. I can, you know, get in my car and go to work. You know, like, yeah. it's little things like that. I feel like to be happy, sometimes you got to take the little things. Like, when you start thanking God for the little things, and then you start thanking God for things that you don't even think about to be thankful for, you will realize, like, wow, I'm so blessed. Because if you go out here in this world, or you go out here in social media, you'll see people that are homeless, people that are living their, living their lives, mm-hmm. people that are battling diseases, yep. people that don't have a roof over their head. Sorry, my Alexa's talking, guys. (laughs) But, like, you'll go out and see all these people struggling with different things like that. And sometimes I have to have, like, the other day I had a wake-up call, like, wow, God, I'm sitting over, like, I said to myself, like, literally, Shelby, you're being a bitch. (laughs) You're an ungrateful bitch. Like, what is wrong with you? You have, like, my mom, like, one day I was just being a bitch, and my mom was like, I get it. You're not where you want to be, not going how you want to be, but you're so blessed. Mm -hmm. You have all of these things. So for me, being happy has come down to me thanking God for what I have and being grateful for what I have while working toward what I want. That was a word, Shelby. And I think to add to that, what I've learned about happiness is it comes from within. Mm-hmm. Happiness is so fickle because yeah. just, it's an emotion. Like, it is. You don't feel like doing this. You you feel happy one day, then you feel sad the next day. You yeah. cannot really rely on your emotions because they change every day. You're right. So for me, I had to find joy despite what's going on around me because happiness to me, it depends on what's happening and Ooh. like what, what's, yeah. what happens to me today. Yeah. Does that gonna, is that going to determine my happiness? I have to make the choice, a conscious decision to say, Okay, I may not have everything that I have prayed for that I want right now, but I am choosing yeah. to be happy. Because you cannot rely on, oh, well, the guy I have a crush on, he didn't say hi to me today, so I'm pissed. Like, you know, you cannot rely on what happens to you to determine your happiness. Now, of course, there's things like, oh, my gosh, I just got my favorite shoes 50% off. I'm so happy. Oh, yes. Love but those. then something happens to you that you cannot control. Are you still going to be happy? You know, it's like like you just said was a good point about realizing how blessed you are right now because all that can change within a moment and let's be real whatever you do get whatever you've been praying for yeah you're still gonna be wanting the next thing if you don't find happiness now or if you don't find that joy now yeah and to me joy comes from god and it's something that cannot be wavered it doesn't matter if you're sitting in outside freezing cold and everything in your life is wrong there's still something inside of you where you have some joy 
because you're always going to be faced with obstacles and things oh, yeah. like that. So you cannot really rely on being happy. And so being happy. So what would it would take for me is to just make the conscious decision, like, I'm just going to choose to be happy. Yeah. I can't look at everything that is wrong, because if I go through a list of everything that ain't going right in my life right Listen. now, I would be depressed, okay? Yeah. But I'm focusing on everything I'm blessed with. Yeah. And everything that I, like you said, that I pray for, I have now. I can't worry about other things. Half the things that you're worried about that's not going right is stuff you can't control anyway. You're right. So I would just say just make the conscious effort to, be happy or yeah. have the joy. Yeah. Because there's always going to be something going wrong. If yeah. somebody slams on their brake in front of me, I'm pissed. Like, <laughs> but I got to choose to not let that mess up they my no whole vibe. They know themselves. Yes. I can drive, so. Yes. <laughs> so just choose to be happy, guys. Don't um, rely on your circumstances to determine if you're going to be happy or not. I agree. Amen. So um, you want to leave us with words of encouragement? Yes. So we are coming out of Genesis 28, 15. Behold, I am with you and will keep careful watch over you wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this promised land. I, I, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Okay, you guys. So, <laughs> no, I really like this Bible verse. Yeah. Um, when I, like, read this Bible verse, like, I feel this in my spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we have to remember that God is going to always keep us. I feel like sometimes when we're going through emotions or struggles or situations or kind of just piggybacking off what we just talked about not being happy we assume that God has left us but it's not that God has left us it's sometimes God's just letting life play out like I think we forget that sometimes when God is testing us he's quiet so he can realize so he can see how we're going to react in this situation to see if we've learned what we need to learn to see if we're doing what we need to do and we're taking away from what we need to take away but one thing that I've learned that if God promises to you, he's going to deliver it to you. God is not ever going to leave you in your circumstance. It doesn't matter what you're going through, whether you're going through, you know, depression or your man left you or your job ain't treating you like, right, or your friend or your friends have abandoned you, your, your family's abandoned you, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, whatever you're struggling with in your life, whether it's horrible or it's very minor, like God is never going to leave you in your situation. He is always going to be with you in your situation. He's not going to leave you. He is not going to forsake you. He is not going to do any of those things. And I think I just want to remind you to just rest in his knowledge and his power that if ain't nobody else got you, God got you. Yes. Now, that may not look how you want it to look, mm-hmm. but I think we got to get to a place where we got to stop getting upset and angry with God for things he never promised us or for things he never said that he would do. Yeah. For things that we made up in our mind and our head that he was going to do. That's my problem That's at word. least. That's the word. That's my problem. <laughs> but one thing that I have learned in this season of my life is that I have to rely on what I know is true. I know God is faithful. Yeah. I know God is a good God. I know he's never going to leave me or forsake me. Now, the things that I'm worried about and stressed about God never necessarily promised me those things. I've been praying for those things. Yeah. And if those are in God's will, he's going to allow that to happen. And if it's not, I genuinely believe that he's going to make something better happen. But I think we have to get to a place in our faith and in our walk with Jesus to surrender to his will and to listen to him and to know that he is God alone and that he will make things happen in his time. And just remember, no matter what you're going through in your life, he's not going to leave you. He's never, he's never left you. We just got to trust him. That's a word. <laughs> um, one thing I will share before you pray 
is um, I have been studying this Bible verse, but one thing I love doing is listening to worship music. And there was a song that came on my Spotify that I actually never heard, but it came right on time with me studying this. And it's called It's Been Established. So the whole song Who's is it by? Uh, Jacqueline. I have to listen to it. I'll have to find her whole name. But um, it's called It's Been Established, and it basically says that your story or your life was already written. So it's already finished. So you're really just going through it. Yeah. And it's already been established that you're going to have the victory. So yeah. why worry yeah. about things that happen? Now, it's in our natural, human, carnal nature to of worry course. about something. Because a lot of stuff that happens to me, I'm like, Lord, now you know. <laughs> I was going to worry about that. Like, yeah. But the song, is it really touched me and made me cry because it was like, me just releasing everything that I have been praying for, not just for myself, but for people in my family and things that are going on with them. I was just like, it's already been done. Like, I'm just, it's a test of my faith, but everything is going to be okay. And everything, God, like God said in this um, verse, like, I will never leave you and I will bring you back to the promised land. Totally. It's already been established. It's already been finished. It's already been done. So you don't have to worry. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, so before we close out, you guys, and leave you with prayer, we encourage you to go to our website, www.allthingsonline.org. Please subscribe so you never miss an update and follow us on all social, social media. Um, so by your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, keep them open. Uh-huh. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you with almost in your heart, thanking you for this day. We pray for each and every person that is assembled and that is listening to this podcast. We pray that they took something away from it and that they feel lighter. We pray, Lord Jesus. Um, that whatever they're worried about, whatever they're stressed about, whatever's been weighing them down, we pray that you would take that weight and um, lighten their load. We pray that you would continue to walk and talk with them, to lead and guide them, and to let them know that you have them covered, that you are, that you have gone ahead for them to clear their path, and that what is coming is better than what has been. We pray that they can put their faith in you and trust you, and we pray that if they even have the faith of a mustard seed, that you would just continue to manifest the things that they've been praying for. We pray that if something is harmful to them or not good for them, we pray that you would give them the discernment to turn away from it. We pray that you would surround them with genuine people, people that love them, encourage them, and support them. And we pray that in all hours of their life that they will be blessed. In your name we pray, amen. Amen.